All right, we're gonna we're gonna have a, a great one right now. One very close to Jimmy's heart. Very, very close. One of Jimmy's favorite topics. They are treasury comics. So what got me thinking about this episode was when we spoke about the seventies. We discussed, uh, not in detail, but we discussed the Treasury Edition that came out during the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. And I figured, man, let's do an episode on the Treasury Editions because it's a part of comics that nobody really discusses. And it's a part of comics that nobody really collects. Yeah, no, it's um, one of those that's very niche. You rarely see them at shows. I do have to give it up to uh, Tom at Daytona Comic Con. Every time I go, I start filling in my gaps. Of what I'm missing because he's one of the constant dealers that has them out there. Yeah, he does. I love him. When Jimmy says filling gaps, he just clears his inventory. Yep. At the, I at do. The, at the, and I asked him, car, I was yeah. like, Tom, do you bring it just for me? He's like, yeah, you're one of the reasons why. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, Treasury Comics started in the 70s in 1972. And they were just giant oversized comics. So 11 by 14 was the common size. Yeah. yeah. Which was, they considered that a treasury size or tabloid size. Yeah. So it was a lot bigger. The pictures were a lot bigger. Like everything. It was still, imagine just an enlarged comic book. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest things that they were is that they were straight up reprints. Yes. They, it wasn't, it did have some new storylines and new arcs as it progressed throughout history. But it was just reprints of things that have been published before. So this is really... You know, we start talking about the reprints coming into the 70s and the 80s and the 60s also with the giant-sized Supermans, the annuals and all that. You know, this is another volume and iteration of it. So it all started in Christmas 1972 by DC. DC was actually the first one to introduce this. And they did Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Very fitting. So that was, the first, that, was that last... That was a copy you just picked up, right? That was a copy I just picked up at Daytona Comic Con from Gene. And it's funny, when I grab it, Tom was just picking up some stuff for Felix the Cat. He's a huge Felix fan. And he's like, oh, you rarely see this one. I'm like, Tom, don't say that while I'm about to buy it. You know, (laughs) just be like, oh, it's common, you know? And they all started laughing. But that's the first time I've ever seen that one. That was the first. And there are a couple of the Christmas ones that do come out. Because at this point, each of these are coming out quarterly. And then it sort of becomes into a bi-monthly issue for the next 10 years at that point because they go all the way into the 80s yeah so we did have multiple come out in 19 that was only one in 1972 then we have um shazam tarzan house of mystery starting to come out in the 73 we have another one that's famous which is the famous first which is basically a full reprint of the first appearance of spider-man of superman Batman, Wonder Woman. It was just the same exact copy, oversized. Nice. So that's pretty much like one of the biggest things that they had. They also had a Flash, you know, new fun. It was an exact uh, reprint of it. And it's fun because, you know, the comics came out in the 40s. This is the 70s. There wasn't the internet back then. How yeah. were people able to read it unless, right. you know, somebody had it? Right. That's that's how they would get their their uh, their reading for old books, either either. Reprints from collected formats on a regular size comic or these treasury formats where they reprinted these older stories right. that they had no access to. It's, it's kind of like it was like a modern day facsimile copy that they did just so to, to be able to get the stories out there. Exactly. They would throw in these big treasury editions with the reprinted materials from their original source material. And if you ever want like the detective comics or the action one, it's the full cover on the cover and then it says famous first right, right. right in the banner. So that's always one of the things. 
Wonder Woman being one of the more expensive ones, ironically, because I'm sure maybe women weren't into comics as much as the time, Mm. so it was a lower print run. And I know some of those had, like, would they always print the whole story or, like, a section of it and then do, like, other features? The famous first would always print the full story of it because they were exact reprints, Mm. but some of the other issues were a combination of three to four. So you could call it sort of, like, probably... The prototype for trades mm-hmm. back yeah. in the day because it would be storylines and um yeah like if you look at the shazam one it was reprints of captain marvel adventures 1968 115 and 121 and then captain marvel junior 11 and marvel fantasy 85 so there were six issues in there wow. so it was big and it was obviously price it was cheaper than buying the six issues independently because mm-hmm. these ranged in titles from one to two dollars depending on when you All bought right. them no, and, and and at a dollar at a dollar an issue, they were making a killing too. Yeah, yeah, they were they were raking in the money because they were they were they were popular and they were selling. And you didn't have to pay the writers or the artists because you already had the material. Right, you already had the source material, which is one of the biggest things. Right, right. Now, interestingly enough, though, did you know? And I didn't know this, but the DC ones or some of the DC ones included cutouts of characters and places, so you can make little dioramas. I did not know that. Me neither. Yeah, so kind of like as a... As I've a, seen it, but I, I've seen it in some of the copies I have, but I didn't think... So a lot of the... A, a, a kind of a way for DC to entice the reader in purchasing this oversized book that costs more than your regular comic book, mm-hmm. they would add in there these little scenes of characters that you can cut out and turn into little dioramas. That's cool. That's funny. I've seen it, but like obviously being a collector in my mind, I would never cut anything out of a yeah. comic now. Right. So, but but yeah, that was just a way to entice the the people to spend that dollar because you know not only you gonna get the stories, not only not only were you able to read the stories, you were able to cut out and like you know and play and play with yeah. with the story that you're reading. Create you know your own scene. Create Superman flying. Right. That's different very cool. Right? So just you know, if you're looking for treasuries. Be careful because they might have cutouts. Some Make kid sure might actually cut out the the dioramas out. Yeah, just like the Marvel Valley stamps. Right, mm-hmm. like they would cut them out. Yeah, I, was, I thought that was interesting. That is. And then the funny thing is, so DC started in 1972. Marvel started in 1974. And the first Marvel issue is very semi-iconic because you see it a lot. It's Spider-Man coming out of a circle with a red uh, background. Yeah. So it's one of those where he's swinging and he's coming out. And obviously they did Spider-Man because he was a bread and butter. At the right. Time. Mm-hmm. So. And they went on to do other titles. They went on to do the Fantastic Four, the Mighty Thor, Conan the Barbarian. Um, Avengers, Hulk, Strange. But one of the common themes that both companies had were that they would do Christmas issues. Yep. And you would always see, like, you know, one is uh, Thor, Hulk, Captain America, and Spider-Man riding with Santa in his sleigh. Oh, that's right, yeah. Another one is Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman waving to everybody through a reef, a Christmas yeah. reef. So that was one of the biggest things. And they were reprinting Christmas stories. In those uh, issues. Christmas stories from the actual books or from like actual Christmas stories? They were Christmas stories from the actual book. Okay. Like they were Christmas themed stories. Right. So, no, no, it was impressive. And guys, uh, I think have the full collection across all companies. I believe it's around 240 issues. Okay, so it's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad at all. That's not bad, but they're massive. You got boxes for that? I do have boxes for that. (laughs) Basically, they're sideways in a CGC box. Right. That's the only way they fit. Right. That's the problem with those. I remember one time when you bought that uh the Muhammad Ali one. Yeah. That he's fighting Superman. The guy had two 
copies and right. you bought the better one yeah. and then i was thinking i'm like man should i buy it should i buy it should i buy it and i'm like yeah the only reason i didn't buy it is like where am i gonna keep it it's gonna be that oddball thing that yeah it's hard it's hard to put a, uh to put that it you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go for the run i'm gonna i'm gonna just get one maybe another one if i find it you know another one that i that that attracts that I, that i'm geared towards but it's just space-wise it's horrible man so I keep them, you know, the Treasury Comics with, I keep uh, Golden Age books as well. So I do have like a big collection of the Disney magazines, yeah. like the first Christmas Mickey, the first Pinocchio. I think we've talked about it before on other podcasts and there's no box for them. Right. So you have to put them in a regular box just sideways. Yeah. That's the only, the only thing that you have to do. Yeah. It's the only thing that works. The, these treasuries, it also gives us the first like intercompany crossover, no? It does. So those were the start of original storylines being published within treasuries. Right. So we did have Superman versus the Amazing Spider-Man. And it, I, to me, it's an iconic cover because you see it's white background, Superman and Spider-Man fighting in the air. Yeah. So, but you also had... Um, but that wasn't the first... That was not the first. The first was, thank you for preventing me from sharing uh, fake news, Paul. Again. Again, don't correct me. <laughs> the first joint publishing venture between Marvel and DC Comics was actually MGM's Marvelous Wizard of Oz. Right. So that was the first one that they actually did, which was in 75. Then shortly thereafter was in 76, which um, was Superman versus the Amazing Spider-Man. Right. So this is where we start getting into the era of Marvel DC crossovers, mm -hmm. which is ironic. I mean... These full stories, they've been reprinted later on in like smaller comic book format, but mm -hmm. they started out as treasuries. Yeah. So, and they did have multiple um, storylines where it was new character, not new characters, but n brand new stories, such as Superman versus Wonder Woman, brand new story created by Gary Conway. You also had um, the wedding of Saturn Girl and Lightning Lad. Oh, really? From the Legion of Superheroes. Nice. And then going back to what you were talking about, Paul, Superman versus Muhammad Ali, 1978. Neil Adams. Neil Adams. Yep. And I love it because if you look at the cover, it's everybody that's prevalent at the time. Yeah, he put celebrities in. He put little like Easter eggs of celebrities. And so he put, in there. he put different uh, presidents. He put Lucille Ball, Johnny Cochran. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Carson, not Cochran. <laughs> Johnny Cochran. <laughs> Johnny Carson. And yeah, it's basically a boxing match for charity. Yeah. Nice. Muhammad Ali yeah. versus uh, Superman. You also had a uh, Superman versus Shazam, Gary yeah. Conway as well, and then you, you had a brand new story for Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Uh, one was in January, and the other one was Rudolph Summer Fun. Oh wow! So you sort of tried to expand the whole caveat and all that. And then we get into the didn't they, they did a bunch of Bible ones, right? So yeah, they did uh, new stories off the Bible, which is ironic. New Just stories, like, yeah, <laughs> new retellings. <laughs> new let's call it. I had never seen but, those. Yeah. There's a there's a cover with Jesus on the cover. Yes, yeah. I have that one. Yeah. It's Jesus on the cover. And imagine like a Superman annual where um you have the four little story arcs. So you have Jesus on the cover, then you have Noah and like uh Moses parting the river. Oh so okay. it, it was uh different retellings. But it was several issues on the Bible or was it just that one? Well the Bible's one issue. What you no, I'm saying the, like the, the treasury. The treasury, there are two Bibles. There's two Bible there's issues. Two Bible okay. issues, yeah. So then you had also other matchups. You also had Batman versus the Incredible Hulk. So this was actually written by um, Len Wein. Hmm. Oh, yeah. So that that was interesting. And that's, I, I don't know who would win in that one. Me either. I, I haven't read that one. That's such an odd. That's a cool cover, though. Yeah. The cover yeah. of that one's awesome. It's so, an odd versus. <laughs> it is an odd versus. Yeah, you have uh, probably the smartest man and the strongest yeah. going at it. 
But then you could say the same about Batman versus Superman. That's true. So, but yeah, you had so many um, Conan the Barbarians. You also had Star Wars come out. Star Wars, that's right. They, had, they got a bunch of those. They were big. They actually had three that really? would come out that what uh, they reprinted the different um, comics adaptations of the movies from George Lucas. Oh, wow. So it was interesting. And you had the comic grab bags, which were the Christmas ones. But then what I found funny is you also had different iterations. Besides Marvel and DC, you had uh, some of the Hanna-Barbera cartoons. That's right. Yeah, with the Flintstones. Yeah, the Flintstones Christmas party. So there was a theme with this because Christmas is very prevalent throughout the treasuries. Yeah. You have the regular ones, but then you also have the Christmas ones. Uh, you have Yogi Bear's Easter Parade. Okay. And then you have the Laugh Olympics. Do you guys remember the Laugh Olympics? No. Nope. This is when the Hanna-Barbera oh. characters used to do like uh, events against each other. I so you I had like once. the racing cars. You had them doing like track and field. It was funny because you would see like... Uh, Magella the gorilla versus like Huckleberry Hound, you oh, know, okay. like different things like that. But was that like a cartoon series or just in the comics? That was a cartoon series also, but it I started remember, in the comics. I remember Wacky Races, which was like the, that race yes. with, all, with all the different. Yeah, so Wacky characters. Races was one of them. So it was Laugh Olympics. Okay. Yeah, where you had like a Yogi Bear versus uh, Dick Dastardly. That's cool. Yeah. So you said Dick <laughs> Dastardly. <laughs> it wasn't a regular one. And then just to keep the Christmas theme going, Archie tried to get into this. Yeah. That was actually new news to me. So you want to talk about it? Yeah, it was Archie Comics Group tried to get into this whole Treasury Edition size because Marvel and DC were 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 doing so good with them. So they came out with Christmas with Archie. Yeah, and it's a, from what I understand, it's probably one of the hardest treasuries to get in to get in. Yeah, because I've it, never seen it. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'd never heard of it, but again, you know, I wasn't a big fan of treasuries. But yeah, it was. It's it's if you see it, it's one of those you have to have in the collection. That's it's I've, hard to find. I, yeah, I've never seen that one. Yeah, I've never seen it. And yeah. I mean, I always see you go through all those uh, treasuries when you're when when you go see Tom. Yeah, but I, I've never seen that one. Yeah, no, I picked up quite a bit um, the last go around. But the funny thing is, there's also a GI Joe treasury, so it's just basically a retelling of the first issue. Really, and then you have, I know you. I don't understand how you don't have this in your collection, Paul. Annie. The Treasury Edition. <laughs> I've fair. seen the comic book of Annie. I haven't seen the... Co- I know that they have a regular size comic book, yeah. but I haven't seen the Treasury one of Annie. I've never seen the Treasury. Me neither. I've seen the regular comic, the regular size. I've never seen the Treasury. Yeah. It's a weird... And then they're 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 oddly numbered, right? They are oddly numbered. Some will have like a leather, like, like C20. C. Yeah. yeah. Or like C27, and it's not consecutive. Right. So there's C25 and C27. But by design, there is no C26. And then there's some that don't even have numbers. Yeah. That's just the title. That's just the title. Yeah. And then one of the odd ones that I've never seen either that obviously are now on the hunt for me are Buck Rogers Giant Movie Edition. Really? And the Smurfs. Smurfs was probably one of the last ones that was produced in 1983. Oh, wow. But yeah, that was already towards the end of the Treasury Edition. I'd say, yeah, because Marvel's last Treasury, I think, is what, 81? 83. It's Smurf. yeah. Is Smurf? It, it's not. It's not uh, uh, Superman, Spider Man. No, no. It's uh, the Smurfs treasury because Superman, Spider Man came out in 1976 and then again in 1981. I say yeah because they, they did one more. I thought that was the last one. No, because GI Joe is under the Marvel trademark, so is Annie, and so is the Smurfs. Oh. Wow. So they are interesting reads, guys. And um, the more you look into comics and understanding the history and the significance of it, the more you see like these little things that do have a cult following and do have a significance behind them. Does anybody grade these? So CBCS does grade them, but they grade them in um, 
like what they do with movie posters. They oh, just, just put, like the inner layer? Just the, the hard plastic. Layer. There's not a hard plastic. When I went to the CGC Academy, I actually asked that. I'm like, when are you guys going to start grading treasuries? And they're like, it's not, it's something we've looked into. They're so oversized and the plastic integrity sort of degrades the bigger it is in the center. Yeah, it's, it's, So they want to be able to make sure to provide a good, um, a product. good product. Right. So... In their defense, I think that was the cop out because they were, <laughs> yeah. they were gonna, they started doing pulps, right? Uh, video games, VHSs, and vinyls, yeah, are the ones that are coming out, and that's what they said in the book. And the vinyl is pretty big. Is it like the small vinyls? No, it's the big vinyls too. Like do the big vinyls, they can't do a treasury size. Yeah, the thing is, the treasury they're heavy. Yeah. They are heavy. They're heavy, yeah. Because imagine it's the size of an old school newspaper, right? Like it's it has some weight to hey, it. Listen, at the end of the day, I mean. You're probably the only person I've ever met that collects treasuries. Yep. So not many people are standing in line to get their treasuries graded, you know? So I can see why they're waiting for down the road to do this because there, there isn't really a market for graded treasuries yet. Yet. But, you know, Superman versus Muhammad Ali, that's a book that almost a lot of collectors have in their collection. Yeah, but I mean, it's, that's it's just one. such yeah. a small percentage of, you know, the total that, I mean, it's not worth for them to... Agreed. For them, no. You want to protect it, right. but for them to get the expense of all that plastic when right. there's not a lot out there, yeah, I, I understand. So, and I've never had it. The closest thing I had to a treasury, Marvel, Marvel had printed something in the early 2000s. It was like Fantastic Four Superman. Yes, in 1999. Yeah, you go 99. And it was cool. It was like it was Superman with Fantastic Four. Galactus comes out when it's yeah. Silver Surfer. I had one. I sold it a while back because it was just hard to put it somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I didn't want it to to get messed up. And they did yeah. do recent modern runs of it. They did Justice League Liberty. Um, they've done Guardians of the Galaxy. They've done Miles Morales, Peter Parker. Um, no, I'm sorry, not Peter Parker. Miles Morales, Spider-Man. Spider-Man yeah. um, so they have done it every once in a while for newer stuff. Right. They did do the Alex Ross editions. Uh, so it's still out there. It's sort of used as like a selling tool of the medium, per yeah. se. But yeah, I feel this sort of led into... The later crossovers that we saw, like Justice League Avengers, yeah. Batman and uh, Punisher, and yeah, the Batman. amalgam, yeah, like it opened up the the the, the cross company crossovers. Yeah, what do you guys think? Does anybody have any treasuries out there? Come on, I need to. I know somebody else must collect <laughs> treasuries like me. Is there another treasury collector out there? Is there? Please let us know in the comments and uh, send Jimmy a DM. Send me a DM if you guys want to talk about treasury. Watching the video if you like it. Appease the algorithm gods. Hit the like bell. Hit the like button. Leave a comment. Subscribe. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and any other social media platform. Thanks for watching.